Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball. We are back once again this week. Late again. Jackson. Late, the latest episode we've probably ever done. No. Outside that, of the draft special? That dra- yeah. But we that started that. We still started that at like 10.30. Yeah, yeah, 11. yeah. We're, uh, drop the ball after hours. After hours. Which is why I want to start off the show by saying this. Uh, I had the unfortunate, I did, just like funny shit that's happened in our lives, you know. Right, right, We right. covered that on the show. You got some shoddies at work sometimes. I stay having shoddies at work. We when I say that. shoddies, there's just like 27-year-olds that I just fall in love with and they don't know who I am. Boom. That's how you do it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be blunt and uh, you can shield your ears if you'd like anybody. But so uh, PG-13 warning here? Yeah, this is less than, I guess. Yeah, PG-13 warning. Saw my grandfather's balls today. <laughs> <laughs> i'll let that sink in <laughs> i think i think i thought you were gonna say literally anything else yeah, yeah i exactly. thought literally anything else so like i went over you know went over to his place today <laughs> and uh and uh yeah he fell down so i had to go help him i had to go help <laughs> him up uh my grandfather's a pretty big dude so I helped him up off the ground and then I was, uh, he was walking away and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is, you know? Yeah. Were they big? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. Only you. <laughs> I think. Anyway, so let's talk about some sports, shall we? Uh, yeah, sure, man. I don't know. I guess that wasn't. Uh, I'm riding high off about uh, about 68 ounces of Dr. Pepper today. Oh yeah. So I'm rolling. <laughs> You're drunk. I'm. Dr- I drove here off that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was drunk driving. Yo. Drinking and driving is awesome, kids. <sighs> Only the cool kids do it. Yep. D- drinking Dr. Pepper and driving. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a sports show sometimes. Um, but we have sports to talk about. Yeah, I know. When the Royals are ass, even though they won two in a row. And they lost. But, you know. You know I mean, it's there's, okay. I think there's some positive things we could probably talk about. Bring we up. can. There's we some can, we vaguely can. negative things. We got the uh, we get to talk about the Arrowhead Chop Talk. I got something to uh, bring up. I guess we brought it up last week about Mahomes' contract, so we don't really have anything to talk about with the Chiefs, but mm-hmm. I'm sure we will uh, – We'll think of something. Uh, two, and then we got the uh, Kaufman Corner. We swing over to the K. We had the name first, by the way, and it's with two Ks. We spell ours differently, and so it's better. And we had it first. So. Yeah, exactly. So if y'all try to go after me or us, we got the timestamps. Just trying to say, I, I will kill someone. <laughs> How about that? Boom. That's a threat. Okay. What are you gonna do? Take me to court? Dare you? I'd win every time. Cool. I'm built like that. Yeah, not not a loser. This is drop the ball. We don't we don't f around. We don't drop the ball. We don't drop the ball. Never ever. Never. <laughs> Never ever drop the ball here. Oh God. Okay. Um. Yeah. We should probably talk about sports. Yeah. Cool. We'll uh we'll talk about the Chiefs for just two seconds. Arrowhead. 
shop talk. Uh, we brought up last week about Mahomes' contract a little bit and how he's severely underpaid in quotes. And he always will be. Uh, and yeah, and he probably always will be. Apparently, an uh, article came out today that uh, Mahomes is looking to restructure the contract. You don't say. Really? Yeah. So it looks like after they, after Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert absolutely fucked the market sideways and backwards, <laughs> then Mahomes is going to ask for more, and he's kind of deserves it. So he's going to get it. Yeah, and he's. Um, but it's also it, still so. going to keep him probably paid in the bottom or in the like outside the top five. All that's going to happen is that he's just going to sign the contract. He's going to make more money. And then everyone else is going to be like, well, Mahomes made this much money. And I'm going to be, and everyone's going to be like, yeah, because he's, he's Patrick Mahomes. Fucking so, won two Super Bowls before the age 28. So here's the thing um, I saw someone do a breakdown of what each team in the league is spending on wide receivers. Uh, the Chiefs are like, I think they're like 25th in the league in wide receiver spending, um, which. From everything that I'm gathering is basically setting up the table for them to go, great, we don't need to pay wide receivers. We just have to pay Patrick Mahomes. And the offense. Which can line, happen yeah. when you literally don't have to pay half your offense. Yeah. <laughs> like like if you can just keep drafting second, third on wide receivers and going out and picking up like other teams wide receiver twos. Yeah. And that does the trick for you, then you're good. Keep doing it. <laughs> you're good. Or not to mention I love our wide receiver room for next year. It's young, so there's a lot of questions, but there's undeniable talent in it. Yeah, and if you can get talent out of those people that you have developed yourself and are in your system and will be a part of your system, then you're just going to be better. I mean, if you look at who's on this team, Kadarius Tony's still under contract for three more years, two more years for sure. He's got the fifth-year option because he's right. a first-round pick for the Giants. So you got three more years of him if you'd like. you got – Three more years of Sky Moore. Four years of Rashi Rice. Yeah, of Rashi Rice. Yeah, and then you have two years. Two of, years of Justin Watson. Two years of MVS. Two more years of MVS if you want to. Byron Pringle's a free agent. <sighs> Just saying. Nah. Um, Here's the deal, bro. Tom Brady turned Wes Welker into a fucking All Pro. So, I think we'll probably be okay if we don't have a Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then who says that Kadarius Tony can't do similar things to right. Tyreek Hill? He's not Tyreek Hill. Not he's saying not. that he's he, they're not as fast. He's a different skill set, but he can be as explosive. He can juke the hell out of you though, and make you look stupid as yeah. hell. Yeah. We have a dude. We have a dude who can create open space after the catch. We have a dude in Sky Moore who is great in the open field after the catch and finding that room. He can't create it as well, but he can find it. Yeah. We have, or sorry, did I say MVS? I meant Sky Moore. You said Sky Moore. That's Sky Moore. We have a guy in MVS who can contest catch because he's like six five and can run within like two tenths of a second of his of Tyree Kill's fucking forty time. You know, I don't know if I did, said that correctly. And then but if it's you, very close. And then uh, and then counting the other receivers that are on the team, not wide receivers, but receivers of the football, and maybe the best tight end this league has ever seen. And very and two very very good backups in Jody Fortson and Noah Gray. Yeah, I mean two and people that have literally made plays for you. Yeah, and we just re-signed the running back who set the record for most consecutive games by a running back with a receiving touchdown. Yeah, so Jerick like, McKinnon. God forbid he's not going to do that again, but he's proven that he can be a really solid screen threat. Yeah, if he's not covered, and if all of those young guys that we already mentioned on the receiving core even turn out average. 
Yeah. They're not going to be able to cover Jerry McKinnon uh, as much. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We, we did bring up the running back. So since we're on the topic, it makes me think. Uh, you got Jerick McKinnon. You got Isaiah Pacheco for sure, who apparently was playing with a torn labrum um, and, a to- and he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. A know broken hand and a torn labrum in the Super Bowl. What the fuck? For like half the season, apparently he was just he was struggling with stuff. Like between between him and we we're running an asylum <laughs> on this team between him and fucking Kadarius Tony. Yeah, those two guys Young together Joker. alone, like yeah. those dudes absolutely have both murdered someone in hey, their lives. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm probably next now. Like <laughs> shit. Like we have two absolute psychos on our team. Yeah. I it, dude, the Chiefs, their nickname should we, we should be we should be Arkham Asylum, dude. Maybe that should be our offensive nickname. Maybe. Anyway, uh but yeah, good idea. To the running backs, Jerick McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Edwards Alaire, and then they sign for what that's worth. Yeah. That's what I your three and, back. I mean, fuck. You yeah. Know? I and uh then they signed this guy to undrafted free agent probably not going to do anything uh, jerry and ely is that his name no no no, no. well oh. that's a one guy that has been on the practice squad with him for a while Daneric Daneric prince out of tulsa oh, yeah stupid yeah. fast so is, stupid so twitchy. is that jerry and ely guy i've seen someone yeah. mention that he's like one of the fastest dudes in camp right now yeah exactly and so like who knows what they're going to do they're probably not going to be anything but if you see something out of these udfas for running back what do you do with clyde because i this is my opinion of Clyde, and I guess I've never said it on this show. Yes, Clyde doesn't come up in bigger situations, but if Clyde was not a first-round pick and was not picked after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, do you think Clyde would be getting all of the horrible, no. horrible things said no. about him? If he was that, a third-round pick, everybody would be like, oh, all right, cool. Here's the thing. He's talented. He's a talented running back. And, he, and he, he's, had, he's been bitten by the injury yeah. bug a little bit, which has hindered him. You know? And the football the football is seemingly always in his hands around the end zone. It yeah. just seemingly is. Like, people want to mention, how. people want to mention, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's got a lack of, like, he can't get into the end zone on, on, you know, goal line situations. And it's like, well, maybe if what it is wasn't he so painfully obvious that the Chiefs were going to run it. All the time. Here's the here's the only issue I have with the Chiefs' offense, and it's partially because of how we run it, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But because we're such a pass-heavy offense, it is so clear to everybody when we're going to run it. Like, it's so painfully obvious. Yeah, and which is good that we've gotten Isaiah Pacheco because... Right, because he's a guy that can just run a dude fucking over. Like, yeah. Clyde is not that guy. Yeah. I love Clyde, but he's 5'8". Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not big. I mean, he's he's five eight, like two hundred. Like he's not a small dude. He does. He's not. He's not one hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. But like he's not. He's not the dude. He's not a fullback. You know. Yeah. He's never ran the ball like a fullback. He's a horizontal guy. Mm-hmm. You know. He's gonna make you miss horizontally, and then he's gonna get his his forward yards. Yeah, I I think that, and we just don't have an offense that really yields to that kind of run style. Yeah, I I really I agree with you. My thing with Clyde is solely that. Yeah, I think he gets hated on way too much. But then, whenever trade season is in the works and all this kind of shit, everybody's like, "Yeah, we could trade him and like a second for DeAndre Hopkins." And you're like, "It's like how they're valuable not gonna is he? fucking yeah. do that." I hear. Like, I think here's the thing. I, is he nobody's going to accept after that. the next year? No. no. Yeah. Do he, I think he's going to latch onto another team and probably have a chance at success? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a very talented back, and he's going to be 26. Yeah, around that. I think he goes to Cincinnati. He goes to Cincinnati, I think. I think he'd do great there. I and think, he'd be with I the dogs that, from LSU. So. I think that scheme yeah. probably fits him way more than ours. Um, 
partially because Joe Burrow is about as bad as as, as Tom Brady at moving in the pocket. Yeah, I mean he, the only yeah. now to be fair, he beat us with his legs a couple no. times. He's, he's not way as better than not Tom yet, Brady not yet. But if he has a long career, he's going to be worse than Tom Brady. Maybe at moving around the pocket. Oh well, yeah, if you get to forty years old, you're not. He's just he's just he's level. not. Patrick Mahomes is more mobile. Yeah. Um, and his entire game relies on moving around in the pocket. Uh-huh. Whereas Joe Burrow's game revolves around being meticulous and having a good arm and trusting his receivers, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just, that's just his style. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that Clyde fits into a scheme like that better than yeah. the one he's in. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's, successful. I'd agree with you. I, yeah. He's talented. He's talented, and he deserves to have a good shot somewhere. Yeah, this will probably be the last thing we talk about the Chiefs because there's just nothing to talk about yet. They're not even in OTAs at all. No, just rookie camp. But rookie mini not camp. Much coming out of Getting that. People out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rashi Rice has been doing a little bit of something, but we'll see. None of our guys have gotten injured. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Thank God. You know, but yeah, but uh, this is the last bit of information. Right after the draft happened, uh, or right after we recorded the episode last week, uh, Donovan Smith was signed by the Chiefs. Who is a left tackle for? Who was a left tackle bot for the for the Buccaneers the past seven years? Yeah. Um, I I don't know what that. I plan was very is. Cons- I was very confused by the signing because it completely let everybody know that either one, Jawan Taylor can't play left tackle, or two, they don't like the rookies that or the the depth that they have yeah. at tackle, which is weird because they just drafted Wanya Morris. They got Darian, Darian Kennard, who, Darian Kennard and Lucas Niang, who, yes, they have not shown that they can There's consistently no play can, the position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. But I feel like you spend a third-round pick on, on a tackle and you like the way he plays – I don't know, and because you signed him to you signed Donovan Smith to a nine million dollar contract for, for one, one year. year, he's gonna play. I think here's what I think it boils down to. I think it's a long term deal here. I think they're thinking long term. If I had to guess, what they're going to do is keep um, Jawan Taylor on at right tackle for a season. Put Donovan, um, what's his last name? Donovan Smith. Smith. I want to say Mitchell, the basketball player. Put Donovan Smith on the left side for the year that he's under contract, right? See if you can't develop Juwan Taylor into more of a left tackle because he's got 13 games at left tackle. Like it's not like it's not like he's got a plethora of experience over there, you know? Like he has 13 NFL games in his five seasons in the NFL. Four-ish, yeah, four. Um, so not even a full season of the position. You drafted Wanya Morris. You got him for four years, you know? Yeah. So, like, what's the harm in getting him 25% of the snaps this season, Wanya? You know? like. And who knows? Maybe maybe Wanya takes over. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, maybe I, Lucas I Niang would, takes over. If I who had knows? to guess, that's their plan. They want to, they want to develop their guys, see if they can't, can't catch them early. Maybe they're trying to like give them less time to show what they are about so that they can extend them for cheaper at I, the end of their rookie deals. Who knows? You know? Because, like, shit, they got Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, and it's going to cost an arm and a leg to extend them at the end of this if they want to. You know? 
Yeah. And, and like, they're those gonna, are two dudes that they're going to want to extend. So, yeah, they're going to dish it out. Like, I think maybe they just were like, damn, we're too good drafting offensive linemen. We need to hide them for a year. I, but I don't think that's. The I thinking. doubt it. I doubt it. That's. I mean, I'm. I'm. I, I do get behind your silly. Yeah, I but. do get. I do get behind. <laughs> being a little silly. Like, uh, oh no, we're too experienced at offensive line. Yeah. God forbid we're protecting the best quarterback to ever play in the league. Yeah, I. Th- you know? I think that's like, seriously what it is. And my only concern with it is Donovan Smith was really bad last year. Right. Like really, really bad. Yeah. He maybe had they, maybe they seven want to, move to right. No, he's playing left. You think? He's playing left. He's playing left. You don't you don't you don't sign a veteran left tackle and who's only played left tackle and played left tackle That's for fair. Tom Brady. That's fair. And played left tackle before Tom Brady got there. I mean, he's been he's been pretty solid throughout his career. Yeah. Last year he was just really bad. He is thirty two, so like maybe maybe he's a trade piece. Maybe they were like, you know what? Let's see if we need him. And if we we don't, we can eat some of his contract and get something back for him. We'll see. Yeah, I and I think it's a premier position, especially with I mean, quarterback is the most important position in the league now. Yeah. And left tackle that means that left tackle is the second most important position in the league now. No. Oh. Because you have to protect him. So blind side. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're like, you know what? Worst end of the day, we pay half half that nine million and that's that. You know? Yeah. But I, I I agree. We need to move on to uh, let's just move on to the Royals. We don't need to stop at all. Um, that's all we got to talk about the Chiefs. Nothing really There's happened. No, no, no. Uh, we're pulling shit out of our ass for it anyway. Uh, let's talk about these these plucky Royals, these shall we? Stupid, dumb, yucky, wucky. We will say I, they Royals. have been playing better. There's been a product. Three games. Now. Three games. More Since is, the last episode where we were like, they are useless and I'm going to give up on them. They at least started scoring runs <laughs> for what that's worth. And then the only problem is that they did lose a series to the fucking A's. Yeah, exactly. In that span, but. And I think that's the biggest concern is like, if you can't compete with the A's, I mean, I mean, they were, they were competitive. Yeah. And they scored a lot of runs, but they gave up a shit. It's the problem is shifting now from a hitting to a pitching thing. Yeah. It doesn't help that, you know, one of our pitchers broke his face on a line drive. Yeah. It doesn't help that prayers up for Ryan Yarbrough. It doesn't help that Brady Singer just fell off a cliff. Doesn't help that Chris Bubich had a promising start and is now out till next July. Yeah. It doesn't help that Daniel Lynch still hasn't pitched in a game yet this year. Yeah. Like there are reasons that our pitching, specifically our starting pitching, has not lived up to snuff. You know? Yeah. Like, th- it sucks, but, like, there's reasons. I guess my biggest issue is that, like, Jordan Lyles, who we all knew was going to be dog shit, is dog shit. Um, yeah. He's soaking up innings, I guess, which is what we knew he could do. But, like, I how beneficial is it for him to be pitching seven innings if he's going to give up ten in- runs in those seven innings? You know? Yeah, like, I don't want him to pitch seven innings if his ERA is going to be 15. Um, Yarbrough looked awful, and then in that start against the A's, he looked phenomenal until he got a hit with a line drive in the face. Yeah, I, I have... He had given up one run, like three hits, and was like 66 pitches through five and two-thirds innings. I don't hate him as a starter. That's the problem. Uh, no, I, I don't I, hate I, him as I a starter. I like him as a starter. I liked him better when he had an opener. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. Before I, that A start, his best start was when Taylor Clark opened for him for two innings. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, but that... I just don't know if his stuff plays up to seeing the lineup three times. And that's what this team is going to... And a guy like Taylor Clark, I actually kind of like coming in early. So if or when he gives up damage, I think with Taylor Clark, it's three three times to one. He's like, you're like, holy fuck, is this prime Greg Holland? And then like the other three times, you're like, Jesus Christ, throw me on the mound. <laughs> you know? He's like... He's been okay. I, I, the... I, I, let's not distract a little bit from starting pitching, but right, right. I, I think that the starting pitching is your problem and is the issue and why you're trading away a pretty promising ish 19 year old. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that trade man. for a 26 year old who got DFA'd like designated for assignment and has like a five ERA in the minors in the minors. Uh, yeah. I we're talking about this trade for, uh, James MacArthur from the Phillies. It's such a stupid and, trade. Uh, the Phillies well known for developing pitchers. So they traded a, the Royals traded a 19 year old. His name is a uh, junior, 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 junior Marine Marin. However, it's you spelled like junior it. Marin, but he's Hispanic. So yeah, uh, yeah, but with a Y, Junior. Do with that information what you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but, but yeah, so this this uh, this prospect that the Royals had, young, he was young. Never he played w- above what the rookie Dominican ball. League? Yeah. yeah, like really, really low baseball, but was batting three <laughs> like over three hundred. Three, I think he was batting like three sixty, maybe in the three forties. Yeah, in he, his, he's oh, not. He's 19, which yeah. is the only thing that is a little concerning. Which I don't know what he's going to turn into. He well, could he just he could be bat. yeah he could be garbage. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. He's a lottery ticket. But we already know the guy that we traded for is garbage. Yeah. So like, what the fuck are we doing? And that's you the know? only and that's the thing that I will talk about and the thing that I will say, which is at the beginning of the season and what the what the Tampa Bay Rays have done throughout this time that they've been so good is that they were transactional. And you know what the Royals fans have asked for the Royals to be? Transactional. transactional. And uh, oh, the only thing that I will say is if you want them to be transactional and then they make a move like this, I don't know if you can be mad at them for that. Um, I think it's stupid that they traded away somebody who was promising. I get that. but You can't be mad at the move. You can be mad at how the move was made. Trading away a super young, promising bat for a starting pitcher prospect? Hell yeah, I love that idea. If you would tell, if you gave me that that scenario without the names involved, I'd be like, you know what? Great. I don't care. Like you could even give me the ages. And they, but then you learn that the dude you're trading away is 19, and in like 190 career at bats has like a 370 batting average and a 970 OPS. In and below- the guy you're getting. He is in rookie ball. I but uh, right, but still, mm-hmm. it is still success. In 190 at bats, he has seven home runs and eight stolen bases. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not decent. And the guy you're trading for is already in his prime and has never made it to the majors and got DFA once. He's not quite in his prime yet. And I well, by the time he comes up, he's going to be 28 probably. 
I don't, I, I don't know, dude. I think he's making a start um, this year. I uh, think he's making a start this year. They don't know. They have nobody in this. I here's the thing. I think at this point, if you're committing to the pitching just being dog shit, bring up Jonathan Heasley and let him fucking suck. Bring up fucking Jackson Kowar and let him have a 25 ERA. If you're not gonna shut them down, bring them up. Pit, those guys pitching in AAA does not help them at all. If you're not going to shut them down and send them to Arizona and re-fucking start from the beginning, from scratch, then bring them to the majors. You you think Those are a, your two options. You think it was a good idea to bring up John Heasley? No. I don't. I'd much rather them fucking break him down from scratch and start over. But they're clearly not going to do that, so bring him to the majors. Because pitching in AAA, getting lit up in AAA certainly isn't going to fucking help him. I, if he's going to get lit up, might as well get lit up by actual good baseball players. Right? Okay, but I mean, how far how far do you draw that line to where you're like we want to at least give people opportunities and Jonathan Heasley, we've given him, I feel, a lot of opportunities to show what he can do. He was pretty eh these past couple this uh like last season and he's come up once this year and he was bad. And I mean the I mean maybe the only thing to think about is why didn't they why didn't they just stay with Austin Cox, which right. is an entirely different conversation that we won't have right now. We'll get to it, but I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't know if it's necessarily a good idea to just let them go I, through it. And I don't either, but there's whatever. no reason to keep them in AAA. Who's going to, you still have to, at the end of the day, you still have to fill up spots on that AAA roster and right. you don't want to hinder the development of people below them just to, just so to bring what's, them up. What's Alec Marsh doing? Where's he at? Alec Marsh, he's. I don't think he's pitched this year. I think he's still hurt. Is he still hurt? But he, he. We traded Bowler. He would away, be in. Right? No, he's still hurt too. Uh, or he's okay. pitching in the minor leagues. I literally have top prospects pulled up. And I think Angel Zerpa is about to come back. Uh, he was put on the sixty day to start the season. I doubt he's oh, on okay, his way back. Uh, uh, he might, he's close actually. If he's on the sixty day. Um. Uh, they have gotten rid of Jonathan Bowen's picture from MLB.com, though. So he's dead. I oh, don't shit. know R. what R. that means. They yeah. killed Jonathan Bolin. Yeah, Jonathan Bolin has a seven ERA and three appearances at triple at double A. Our he's, pitching development is so bad they murdered him. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus hey, but no, but like, dude, at least kind of get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Alec Marsh like, is actually playing right now, and he has he's got five starts, twenty five innings, five, and he's got a two eight eight. So he actually might be pulled up triple A at some point. Like soon. I, I get, I get what you're saying. Like you, you have these teams. Someone's got to pitch for them, right? Yeah. But like at the same time, like if you are committed to a guy being on your major league roster at some point, like you believe in his talent, he either has to be on that roster at some point, or you have to be making clear and obvious movement to make him better. And watching him get blown up consistently. Over and over, appearance after appearance, at the AAA level, isn't going to be what makes them better. You know, like they're not going to just figure it out. Having some quadruple A dude just blow the shit out of their back while they're on the mound. You know, like that's just not that's not how people get better. Um. So you know, I like I get it. Like someone's got to pitch AAA. Shit, pay me $20,000. I'll go soak up some innings. I'll throw 50 miles an hour, and I'll probably top out at like three innings. 
but I could I could throw the ball to him. It might not be strikes. Might walk the bases loaded and walk three more runners in after that. But fuck. Yeah, I, I, it's just I don't know. Like I, that's just at the end of the day, that's just where I th- where I think we're at. Like, like there's no re like. If you're gonna, if you're we again, we've talked about this. If you're gonna commit to the young guys and getting them opportunities, commit to the young guys and get them opportunities. Like, why are we sending like like we talked about? Why are we sending Austin Cox back down? Let him come up and pitch till he sucks dick, and then you send him down again. You know, like if that's really what it takes. But don't. Why are we doing the Edward Olivares thing with him? Why are we shipping him up and down the highway after playing well? You know, um, especially with like Yarborough hurt now. Um, same thing goes with like with the whole. Uh, um, I'm blanking on his name now that I want to say it. Um, Framil Reyes. Yeah, that's like, a- what was the whole? What was the point of that? If you're just gonna DFA him, what was the? What was the whole? What was the whole point? To see if he popped, and if he popped, then you you, ke- keep you playing gave him. him like sixty at bats to pop. Like that. That's a dude. And and look, I was like the biggest. I was the biggest. The I was the president of the Fran Reyes hate club after the first like two weeks of the season. I was like, why is he still getting his? Why is he starting every single game right now? You know, but like that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we shouldn't we should just DFA him. Like, what what was the point? What was the whole point of that? Dude's twenty seven. Give other people opportunities. Dude's twenty seven. Michael Garcia opportunities. That's and that's great. I love Michael Garcia opportunities. Nate Eaton clearly still shouldn't be up. Yeah. That's 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 an interesting like Fram, move. Fran yeah. Reyes was hitting above two hundred. He was batting like two thirty. Yeah, and he had like three home runs. Yeah, not great, but Nate Eaton's hitting forty point zero four zero. Yeah, I think it's less than that actually. It's probably less than that now. I like point like zero three. Nate Eaton clearly point still has issues something. that he needs to figure out at the plate. Yeah, and Fran Mill is significantly worse defensively in the outfield, but he can play outfield. You know, yeah, they're in a spot right now to where, and you know this. They don't have anybody that can play the outfield on the major league team right now. Right. Except for Jackie Bradley Jr. Fran and you Reyes, don't want him playing Fran every Mil day. Reyes was an everyday outfielder for like the like two or three years of his career. Like, again, not awesome. But he can't be any worse defensively than Edward Oliveras. Sorry, no hate intended, Matthew. But like he can't be. He literally He's dog shit at defense. He literally cannot be worse defensively than Edward Oliveras in left field. So fucking stick him in left field. DH Edward Oliveras if you need to. How the how, or please, vice versa. Please, for the love of God, we need to talk about this for one second. I I love Edward Oliveras. I literally got in a fight on Twitter about Defending this, him. and and because I defended him more so, just in general, defended people, just defended Royals players in general. But, but, how is he so dog shit in the outfield? Yeah, I, how I couldn't tell you how. Like I, it's blowing my mind, blowing my mind. How did he get this far? Like not not because of his bat. Like I get it. He's batting three twenty four in the minors. I get that. Like I get that he's batting well. But there's got to be a line crossed at some point where you're like, hey, I know you're hitting well, but like we gotta like fucking figure this maybe? shit out. Like any fucking defense, maybe. Yeah, you I, know, like. Like it's it's not even here's the thing, man. Like it's not even. It like, just doesn't make sense to me. What? How? How the hell that he has made it to this this high of level and 
can't play the outfield. It's yeah. Here's the thing. For a while, I was like, okay, he's just adjusting. You know, I was like, okay, he's he's been a hitter his whole career, and so now that he's in a, with a team that's con- consistently giving him time in the outfield, he just needs to get to a point where he's comfortable. Okay, fine. It's not comfortable. For like two years, I was willing to give that a shot. So I was like, okay, no one's given him enough of a chance for him to feel comfortable in the outfield. I get it. You know, maybe that's what it is. Not to mention the Padres have a history of putting of, of of developing guys that can hit the shit out of the ball but not fucking field it. <coughs> Fernando Tussie Jr. Um That being said Not originally theirs, but okay. No, but they I mean they developed him. He was fucking nineteen when they got him. Yeah. Um that being said, uh at this point it's just a clear lack of willingness to learn the position. Like, it's it's a lack of effort, whatever, you know? like And, like, he still hits the piss out of the ball. That's great. I, I mean, like, I, I, I say this with every ounce of wanting him to figure it out because he's a great hitter, you know? But, like, we've been giving him fairly consistent opportunities for the most part over three seasons now. And... I remember at the beginning of this season, we were like, oh my God, maybe he kind of figured it out defensively. And then he immediately just like shoved our noses in the in our the shit that we put out. Like immediately. He was like, hey, you think my defense is kind of decent-ish this year? Watch this. Watch me, watch me let this ball miss my glove and hit my knee and ricochet 50 feet in the other direction. I, I don't understand. There was one the, other, one the other day that I sent to Oliver and Jackson and I was like, how did he not catch he the ball was in his glove it was the ball like the glove was falling down and like like you said it hit his knee and it popped out like some sort of cartoon like i'm not yeah, it, even it kidding like, i don't it know it looks like a scene out of major league like yeah. it literally like like i i it d- d- doesn't compute i i don't yeah. get it. it yeah i'll stop talking about it i i love him he's literally one of my favorite players on the entire team but I, I don't understand how his defense is so ass. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. I think, honestly, aside, mo- moving on, because we can talk about how bad his defense is Yeah, forever. Moving moving on, I think the biggest thing that, like, I think is clearly missing from this team, and I feel like we've mentioned it before, is just that there's, like, a lack of identity. There's... They're starting to build one. There's some cool stuff, you know. The young guys are starting to get into it. MJ's kind of on the upswing offensively. Bobby's vaguely on the upswing offensively. Vinny Pasquantino is probably one of the best second year hitters in the game this year. God, damn, he's like, so good. I mean, like, he's better. He's hitting better than J-Rod. He's hitting better than Bobby Wood Jr. I think he's hitting better than Steven Guan. He's probably, probably hit himself into the same universe as Adley Vin- Rushman. Vin- Vinny, like, Vinny, seriously? Vinny's probably the best second year hitter in the league right now. Vo- yeah, uh, Royals Farm Report said this, and I totally agree with them. He's the... He might be the second best hitter the Royals organization has ever developed. Yeah. He's yeah. like, everybody's like, oh, uh, Royals Farm Report said that Vinny was better than Mike Sweeney. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it's it's early. It's very it's early. early. And we Mike have, Sweeney was criminally underrated as a hitter. Like, he I was. Think people forget how fucking good he was as a hitter. He was. 100%. Um, I'm not fighting that. Not to mention, I think people also forget how good of a hitter, like, prime Billy Butler was. Like the two for two years in yeah. like 2012, 2013, Billy Butler was like probably a top five hitter in the league. Nah, we're not top five foot. He was very good. Um, um, he hit like 320 and like had like 25 bombs, dude. 
316, and he hit 29 bombs in 2012. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, no, yeah, he was. No, he's good. He was good. That's pretty fucking. He was good. If we get that out of Vinny Pasquantino, holy fuck. Yeah, no, you he know? was great. I, I'm like, I'm not saying Billy Butler was not good. I right, only and that was saying, for one year. But I was just saying, like people forget, the Royals have put out some decent hitters over the years. They and have and probably too. They literally, especially if he continues his trajectory, they won a World Series with the hitters that they developed. Right. I think that. Their biggest thing right now is I really, really hope, and I think they will. I, I have faith they will. A lot of people don't think that they will spend. I think with this offense, I think this offseason, they're going to be like, cool, who's on the pitching market? Let I, I, they, need, yeah. they need more than one. I, Let's I, be honest with ourselves. The, the blueprint. They the, need a lot of help. The blueprint is being laid. We talked yeah. about it at the beginning of the season. Like me and you were on this, right? They're going to suck. Balls. Hairy, disgusting, old Matt's grandpa balls, you know, but, but amen. we're going to see what we have. We're going to see what we need to spend on the next three to five years. You know, yeah. like, I don't know how long the window is going to be open. I don't know how many people on the current team are going to be a part of that team, mm-hmm. but I know that there's going to be at least like three or four from this current team. That's a part of that, that next competitive roster. And I know yeah. that they're using this season to find those guys. And, like, is there some disappointments? Yes. But, like, are we anywhere near far enough into the season for none of those guys to turn it around? No. Bollywood Jr. is hitting, like, 230 right now. But, like, in a week, he could be hitting 270, you know? Like, Vinny Pastillo is hitting 290 right now. But in a week, he could be hitting 250. Like... All it takes is one streak, good or bad. And these guys, we're talking about these guys differently right now at this at this point in the season. Yeah. 100%. So like, there are some disappointments. Yes, especially for the young hitters, especially for the pitchers. Um. But like, we knew this was going to happen. We knew they were going to suck. We knew that they were going to use us to weed out the bad and see what they needed to fix. Um. A week ago, I would have told you that they needed to send Michael Massey down. Now I'm telling you that he's maybe starting to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, a week ago, I would have told you that maybe MJ Melendez would have benefited from being down. Now I'm telling you, give it another week. Uh, yeah. Nick Prado. God. In very, we, like, 33 at-bats. Like, 30 at-bats. Yeah. Is hitting, like, 333. Let's let's move on. And let's, walking. Let's move on to two, to two players. I, I Nick Prado is the, is the first one. Not necessarily the first one, but we'll use him as the first one. Nick Prado, everybody was bitching at him for not having a good average in the mi- in in the minor leagues. What he has come up to the major league roster and done is just done multi hit performance, multi hit performance, RBI, multi hit performance. Yeah, he's been great. Here's- and if you think that he needs to not be on this team, or whenever, whenever, oh God, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you who they put on the IL for him. Who Nick? Nicky came up for my Cal, or Nicky went down for my Cal. But who? Uh, who is the one? Kyle Isbell. Kyle Isbell. Is that the one who did? Yeah. Uh, what the hell? Uh, it's not Kyle Isbell. It was somebody else. Who are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait. What are you who about? did? Who? How did we get Nick Prado elevated? Who went down? Oh, um, Nikki Lopez appendicitis. Nope, that was Michael Garcia. Who is I don't know, but since uh, Nick. Were, Pro- oh, at the time it was Nate Eaton getting sent down. I think. No. Or Framil Reyes being sent down. It was one of those guys. It was a guy on the. Anyway, 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 yeah. 
Uh, Nick Prado's been amazing. He's um, been great. Knock on wood. Hopefully, he keeps his shit growing. Here's, I talked. Here's, here's what I was talking to Matt about. Right, like he isn't. He, people were talking about his batting average. His batting average is not what is important about him. Right. What's important about him is he's might he's gonna run into he, he might run into twenty home runs if he really kind of figures it out. He will run into twenty home runs. He might run into twenty home runs. Not this at, year. Playing at Kaufman. But I don't know. He might run into twenty home runs pl- like playing well. Um He's not gonna hit more than like two fifty in the major leagues. Matthew know. for a full season. Six hundred plus at bats. He's not gonna hit more than two fifty. The thing is, though, that he still could have a 900 OPS and hit 250, and also play Gold Glove defense at first. That alone is, for what it's it's worth, is worth like probably at least three WAR. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I from a first base. In and I, I, I read these stats to Matt when I said when I, when we were having the same conversation in 2021 when he figured out his swing. Right in Double A, he hit. 272 his OPS 974 he was in the same universe as a 1000 OPS over 303 at bats pretty good he had 33 home runs that year uh between between um, both yeah between both actually he had more than that between both 21 plus 15. Oh, fuck. Did he? Yeah. Um, 36. Uh, yeah. Balls. But also, we've talked about this before. Our minor leagues are a bit of a hitter's environment. They are. Um, that being said, that being said, his, his, his value doesn't lie in batting 300. His value lies in batting like 260 and having mm-hmm. an on base of like 400. Yeah. Like it, Carlos Santana shit. You know, before he came to the Royals, Carlos Santana, when he played the Royals as a Cleveland Indian, Indian. player, you know, at the time, yeah. Um, so yeah, like people, if anybody that talked about his batting average in a negative light is not someone that you can have a advanced baseball conversation with, yeah. and that's not a knock on them. It just yeah. means that they do not enjoy the game the game in the same way that we do. Right, yeah, I we're think, fucking yeah. losers, and we look at numbers and get excited about them and cream our little boy jeans, thinking about Nick Prado having a 950 OPS, you yeah. know, or and winning a Gold Glove. Yeah, but. exactly. I think that uh, what and we just talked about him, Vinny being really good, Nick Prado really being consistent. Nick, Nick Prado, this is the last thing I want to say because I I I do want to say this out loud. Um, Nick Prado probably has one of the most mature. Um, Plate approaches that I think I've ever seen a young player have. Better than Vinny? Better than Vinny. Nah, I don't agree with uh, here's, No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's he's never going to have the same numbers as Vinny because Vinny hits the piss out of the ball, which is immediately going to elevate his batting average. Yeah. Right? And his, his, his on-base skills with the bat are better than Nick Prado's. But Nick Prado is going to, every season, if he if he has the same amount of plate appearances, have more walks than Vinny Pasquantino. Okay. Vinny Pasatino swings at shit that he shouldn't because he knows he can hit it. Nick Prado, if that shit is not in the zone, he is not going to swing at it. Nick Prado does not swing at bad pitches. His batting average is going to be lower because part, he can't yeah. hit the ball as well. Mm-hmm. But he does not. It's it's so fun to watch. Like it it it, it makes me laugh. Like it, it it actively makes me laugh watching him play baseball and watching him at the plate 
because he's he'll go up against like fucking a dude that won a Cy Young and just watch his nasty, disgusting shit fall into the dirt. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's he's like he's playing a little league baseball player. I, it sounds blasphemous, but I mean, he, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a player as young as him with as little experience as him have as mature of a plate approach as him, including Vinny Passantino. Yeah. Um, I think we were talking about before, uh, Vinny's really good and he plays first. Yeah. Nick Prado, like you said, pretty solid plays first base that runs into a predicament when you have Salvador, Salvador Perez right. as a catcher. And you have MJ Melendez, who is a catcher. I I am in the camp of move MJ to right immediately. I think he can play a, a league average right defensively. Oh, I think he can play an above average. I, he's he's super crazy, insane athletic for a catcher. Um, he's got a cannon. Move of an arm. him to right field immediately. He's shown us that he can make the big plays. He's there's yeah. growing pains. There's growing pains. It's gonna happen. But if fucking Kyle Schwarber can play right field for what like five years of his career. Then MJ Melendez can play yes. right field. For he's still his playing. Career. He's still playing outfield. Shit, for the Phillies. and he could still move to catcher at some point in his life. He could, like, as long as you. I mean, he's he could play outfield for majority of his starts and still get probably twenty five games at catcher every I, year. I don't. Know? Yeah, like, I don't know how consistent his starts at catcher will be, but hey, I I really do think you move him to right. Freddie Fermin has proved himself to right, be a really right. solid backup option. Sure, if Freddie gets hurt, yeah, then you have MJ play catcher, it, but. I think 100%. And the reason why I say you have to put MJ in right is because you have to have Vinny DH so Prado can play first base. Um, no. I Yes. Yes. Where are you going to play Vinny and Nick Prado? Because if you trade one of them away, you're making a stupid-ass decision. Nick Prado can play left. That's funny because less than six months ago, you sat on that – you sat in my in my house and told me that you don't like him playing the outfield. I don't like him playing the outfield, but he can play left. Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with him playing left. So are we okay with him playing left then? Yeah. So he can play left, MJ can be in right, then we have... Uh, I don't want him out there, but if it means that we get his bat in the lineup, he can play left. Because that also means that we can DH fucking Edward Olivares. Because I, I want his bat in the lineup too. Maybe that's why they got rid of Franmil. And that's Maybe. we're gonna bow because tie Edward our Oliveras show together. Can do the same shit Franmil does, but without being slow as shit. Uh, and then this was the this is the last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll talk about the lineup in general. Um, because we're kind of doing it already. Michael Garcia should not fucking be sent down after Nikki no, gets back. I don't well, yeah, but then you run into I guess send Eaton down and put Nikki in the line and put have Nikki be be in the. That's probably what you do. The, but there is no shame there. I look. I like Nikki Lopez. He's somebody you don't want to get rid of because he's kind of the only like emotional leader on the team and I, veteran. I don't, I don't think they have to get rid of him. I, but, but there is no shame with Nikki Lopez playing every other day or or filling in wherever somebody needs a break. The There's no problem with Nikki, that at Nikki all. Nicky can play third, he can play short, he can play second. You could probably fucking put him at, put him at first. It, if last situation, yeah, probably. I, I, the, I, the only places I wouldn't put him are on the mound, behind the plate, or in the outfield. And he could probably play in the outfield. His arm's just not great. Yeah, here's my thing. I, I Like, everybody, like, Nicky Lopez had a really good season in 2021. Yeah, he bat over 300. Yeah, great. 
He's on an ass team, and we we should not re- you should not uh, congratulate or reward people for playing well on a dick ass team. We can't we can't rely on him to be anything more than Christian because Cologne. that's yes, and that's fine because Christian okay. Cologne is a fucking legend in Kansas City. Yeah, and he always will be because I, diehard Kansas City fans will always know who Christian Cologne is. They'll be able to pick him out of fucking photographs, and they will always remember that name they will always have a picture of him because running he, across that fucking plate in the 2014 AL wildcard game and also getting i don't know the go ahead go ahead hit in the 2015 world series to let draw dyson in yeah christian cologne was a in quotes busted prospect because he was the number four overall pick when steven strasberg went before him and like some of these bigger names went way after him sounds a lot like fucking nicky lopez and so and that's, but that's fine yeah Not every prospect's gonna pan out yeah baseball is such a volatile sport like di- we're talking about dylan cruz who's in this upcoming draft being the the best baseball player we've seen come out of the draft in right. a very long time. Right. Who knows what's going to happen with him? And that's the same thing that happens with with that's the thing that's happened with Nicky Lopez. Is yeah, is yeah, he's he's hit 300 in a season, fine. But he was on a really, really, really terrible team. And you rewarded Hunter Dozier for being being good on a bad team, and look where that has look you. Where you are? Uh, yeah, I think I think you know, and I think here's the thing: Nicky Lopez, I don't think would be hurt by that. I think he comes back and he goes, shit. I've got Michael Garcia, who's great defensively, batting 330. You know, I've got Bobby Wood Jr., who is probably has best probably one athlete of the on the team. Ceilings that's ever been through the Royals system. I I think, and this is why I want to talk about the the lineup too. Is uh, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I, I Michael Garcia, man, I he's really good. Nicky Lopez, he can be a utility guy. Let him be at the, the wit- worst. He's yeah. just there until someone proves that they can't play the position, and then Nicky yeah. Lopez goes in. You know exactly. I, it's just I think I think from now until whenever they show that they aren't ready anymore. Michael Massey, Michael Garcia, Bobby Wood, Bobby Jr., Wood Jr., and then Prasantino and Nick Prado. That Nick combination. Prado, they've. Those guys all have to be on the field. Michael Massey is somebody you gotta look at because he is somebody that has who struggled a lot at the beginning of the season, has like picked it up a little bit more recently. So he might be the in and out. Who knows? He's also knows? he's also his arm's not great, but it's good enough for second. And his glove is just fucking insane at second base. It's so crazy good. It's. Uh, I, Matt doesn't. I don't think Matt likes this comp as much, partially because I don't think he likes the player, or maybe it was Oliver. But I, I, I every time I watch him play, it's like holy shit, that's that's fucking Jason Kipnis. No, no, it's not even. It's fucking Dustin Pedroia out there, man. Michael Massey. Yes, he has nowhere near the ceiling of Dustin Pedroia. But yeah, I yes, he does, totally, dude. Okay, what do you mean? He's not as scrappy as Dustin Pedroia. He doesn't play the you game don't think as hard Michael as Massey's Michael- as scrappy as fucking Dustin Pedroia. It's still his second year. I don't know what he's going to be. Beat out for the fucking second base spot in college. In college? I don't know. Who's that player that you just fucking mentioned earlier? Who I mentioned earlier? Just that seconds Michael ago? Michael reminds you of? Jason Kipnis? Oh, fuck. It wasn't. His, it was Ian Kinsler. Fun fact. Ian Kinsler? Yeah. It, uh, Dustin Pedroia beat Ian Kinsler out uh, in college? Yep. Yeah. I mean, Dustin Pedroia, and he had a... Moot point, because more, I, I mixed up yeah. players in my head. But... Still, I, I, Michael Massey, I, 
he he could run into 15 home runs and 40 doubles in Kaufman. And who um, knows? And, and I don't could, know if he'll get and that he could opportunity. Bat 290 to 300 doing because Michael Massey, I hate to say it, might be your trade piece. He's he could be a trade piece be. because at the end of the day, I think your best middle infield is uh, some combination of Mike. Uh, not some because they're not going to put Bobby on that second. It's Michael Michael Garcia and Bobby Wood Jr. Um, I think Michael Garcia is a big waste at second and base. Nick Lofton. But with the He's new down there. with the new shift rules, I think your second baseman having a good arm is more and more important because he's yeah. gonna have to make more plays to his to his throwing side. Yeah, I I think uh, so. I mean, whatever that's worth, I think that I I don't think that Michael or Michael Massey. Sorry, I'm getting fucked up. Not trying to say both their names. I don't think Michael Massey's arm is bad enough to be a factor in that situation. But I think that. With the new shift rules, being athletic and being really good at defense means more and more at second base now. Where with before the shift rules, you had guys like um, Brandon Lau for the Rays, who is built like a small first baseman, hits like a small first baseman, and was playing second base. You know, so um, yeah. So Michael Garcia. Has really impressed while he's been up here, yeah. And I think yeah, he sh- he him. shouldn't be he should not be should be overlooked. Down. He no. should be playing and yeah, not sent down at all. He should be playing third base until somebody else until his takes batting that. average dips below two eighty from what it's at right now. Yeah, he should be starting every day. Yeah, I, I would if agree. It, with if you. he falls back down to below like two eighty, give him a break, let him rest. But until then, work him like a fucking dog because. Right now he's like he's coming up big in situations. He's hitting runners in. He's hitting line drives. He's not hitting bombs, but that's not the player he is. If he's doing everything you want from him, he's hitting ten home runs a season. He could develop power eventually, but yeah, he he's, could. But right now you don't want more than ten home runs from him in a season. That's not what he is. I, I and I think he's, um, he's beefed up. He's beefed up Alcides Escobar. They're literally literally related. Like. They're the same player, and you don't want that at the hot corner, which is why I think they might try to move him to second base and see if they can't put somebody else with a little more pop over at third. But yeah, we'll CJ see. Alexander. Um, but you know, forget CJ dog. The way Caden Wallace is playing right now, and, and is he still hitting? I didn't know if he was. I'm getting up with his stats as well. And and I just I literally just looked at it. Caden Wallace. If you're unaware, he is a third base prospect for the Royals, and he was drafted last year with Gavin Cross. He was a second round pick. Um, but Caden Wallace is playing really well at a at a high A Quad Cities. Uh, he's got really comparable numbers from his last from last season as well. He's pretty consistent, and his defense has been really really good too. So I, I could see him making the team, making the Royals at the end of the 2024 season, maybe. So he's only in high A right now. So yeah, so he's got some time to develop. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I think that he is seriously. A, He's a true third baseman too, which is something that the Royals do have a lack of. Yeah, outside of him and C.J. Alexander, he's a nat. He is a freak. He's a freak, and we'll, we'll see. I do want to talk about this lineup for two seconds, then we'll move on because we can't. We gotta. We gotta end this show. God, yep. God. Yep. So, um, of course, we got Bob, Bobby Wood Jr. at the top, and then you got Vinny Pasquantino, uh, M.J. Melendez, Salvador Perez, some sort of combination of those four in the at the top. I don't know what else you can do you got michael garcia edward Olivares, 
and uh, right now Jackie Bradley, but let's say Perfect World. Drew Waters is coming is coming back relatively soon. Remember when I freaked out about that last week and you said, calm down, it might be something small. It was something small. He's in AAA right now. He's in his rehab assignment. Um, so Drew Waters, you have Nick Prado out there too. I mean, hey, I, I think this, this team is starting to actually shape up into what we want it to be. And if you can get a lot of these bats going – and you can finally get Kyle Isbell healthy, and you can get, and then and you get get uh, Drew Waters healthy. You can ship Jackie Bradley Jr. out of town. Maybe by that point, you can have Nate Eaton be a viable option off the bench with Nikki Lopez as well. And then I think you solidified your offense, and you're like, okay, we feel like these guys can be a reputable reputable major league offense, and. From that point, you have your Caden Wallace's, Gavin Cross's, Nick Lofton's in the minor leagues right now, kind of developing and seeing what they can be to where they're your guys that you look back on. And then the offense is not a problem and you can spend all your fucking money on pitching. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if they go and they sign three dudes that are like, if you three dudes that are like second and third tier starting pitchers because at the end of this season like who do you have you have Zach Brink, Zach Greinke's probably going to retire so you leave him away Jordan Lyles and Brady Singer uh the way the two of them are looking don't like that at, at all the, at the end of the day at the end of the day as long as they spend money <clears throat> in in a world where baseball teams literally only become worth more and more and more money I'm really sick of seeing Royals teams spend less than like 90 million on their roster every year. You know, like I get it. It's a money, it's a money thing. The whole point of owning a team is to make money. Right. But I, I just, I personally don't see any excuse for a team, any team, not just the Royals, any team to be spending less than a hundred million on their roster. Um, especially in one of the few sports in the not just not just America, the world that doesn't have a salary cap. Um, I just I don't. I, if there's not a salary cap and you're making probably four hundred million dollars a year, yeah. you know maybe more. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should be spending more ninety money. million. You should be spending on, more money. on that team. Yeah. Um, and like you, I really liked what you said about like you know like go and get the go and get like two or three guys that are the second and third relief or pitchers on in their rotation, you know, because at the end of the day, baseball is the only sport. This is Moneyball, right? Baseball is the only sport where you can build a core in the aggregate, right? Like like you can't. We saw the Chiefs struggle because they had like one wide receiver one and then like three wide receiver fours, you know, like. It doesn't work that way in football. You can't go into basketball and get like the third best point guard and like the third best. Look at the, I, I don't, we don't watch a lot of NBA and we don't cover NBA here, but like look at the best NBA teams, two, three, really, really good yeah, starters it is like on their team. The best in this position, the best in this position, yeah. the best in this position. And maybe like two guys that are like not as good. Right. Mm -hmm. But like in baseball, you can get, you get, three guys that are all the second best pitcher in their rotation, their respective rotations, like your, your team's, your, your average ERA is for starters is going to be like 3.5, which would immediately put you in the top yeah. 
five in the league in starter and ERA. The Braves, you know, like rotation the, ERA. The Braves are literal merchants at this, at getting guys that are the second, third, fourth best at their position. Right. I mean, look at like Ronald Acuna Jr. might be the be- the star star on that team. Matt Olson, very good. Right. But what is he? He's in that second second echelon of of the first basemans. Austin Riley, he's kind of developing into a monster, but he is in that second uh that second grade of um of third base. Sean Murphy before this year. Yeah, was catcher. you know, he was like, okay, he's Ozzie really good Albies. defensively and he can hit solidly. It, guys that are really good. They're also them. buying young. They're buying they in young. Yeah. Um and, but, but here's no, so I I think yeah. in the same in this in their same division you you have the Mets who are just I mean, they're they are spending money everywhere. They are literally they're Sisyphus. They are Sisyphus, you know? Like they they push That's the rock some up sort the sort of like Greek mythology shit? They push that? the rock up the fucking hill. Okay. Just for it to fucking roll back down on top of them and then they have to push it up the fucking hill again. They go out, they sign these guys that are like for for way too much money, that are either way too old or already shown what they can be. They've already shown their ceiling. And then they play really well for like maybe a quarter of the season and then they get injured and then they stop peaking out like they have been. Yeah. And then they don't go as far into the playoffs as they think they're going to, even though they're spending $250 million on their ro- their roster, you know? Uh-huh. Like, and then <laughs> and they go and do it again. Then they go out and sign fucking Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander who has thrown how many innings for them this year? Zero, right. Um, or... Max Scherzer, who has thrown maybe two starts, he got removed from his start today. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see that. He he's gotten removed from like three different starts this season already. Like he got ejected for having some sort of sweat and rosin. That's true. Yeah, combination on him. But so it's just like yeah. I, like yeah, like I we have to be careful not to be those guys, right? And we'll never be those guys. Those guys because we don't spend that much money on. We won't ever spend that much money on our roster. Yeah. But but like if you go out and get the the I was really high on us getting like a Michael Walker type. You get two or three Michael Walkers, yeah. You're if you get two or three Michael Walkers in your rotation, you're fucking golden. You don't need a guy that's gonna strike out thirteen and and have an ERA of two point five. You need a guy that's good you need three guys that are gonna give up two runs every outing. Three runs that's, every outing. That's less than a two point five ERA. Well, right. You know not every outing, but like Yeah. You don't need guys that are going to go out and pitch complete game shutouts. You yeah. need guys that can give you six innings, not even seven, six innings of two to three run baseball. Consistent. Yeah, quality starts. Not every time, yeah. not every time, but consistently. Yeah. Three out of five, four out of five, something like that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And this is the last thing I I'll say. i take two out of five at this yeah. point because we didn't have that. But. Yeah. The, and like we've been saying – this pretty much entire episode is if you get those off, if you get three of those guys to sign or you whatever, or you get three pieces that are pretty good in that rotation completely takes the pressure off the young. Dudes. Right. Like if the hitters are, if the hitters aren't coming up to bat in the bottom at, on a home game, 
coming up to bat in the bottom of the first down three. Not runs even, already. not even then batters like, is what I'm talking about. I'm talking Daniel Lynch, Chris Bubich, oh, Brady yeah. Singer, Jonathan Bolin, Jonathan Heasley, all these dudes that Angel have, Zerpa, Alec Marsh. Yeah, all these guys that are coming up. And sure, ben yeah, you Kuderno. weed you weed out the the bad dudes, but like it takes a bunch of pressure. Like Brady Singer and Daniel Lynch basically being the one-two punch of this rotation, and Daniel Lynch hasn't even started this year. Like that's they're they're 26 years old, man. They're young, and you're expecting them to be like your your ace and your stars of this right. rotation. It's just unrealistic, and that's that's what I mean. Is yeah, it's it's a fun idea in theory, but we as Kansas City fans, just in general, Kansas City fans, with having a generational type quarterback on the Chiefs. I feel like we've been like, oh, you don't need to put as much money into this because, you know, Pat will just make up for that. Okay, well, that's different with these Royals because we don't have a a defying force on our team. Like, we don't have something that is 100% the best player in the league on our team. And sure, yes, the Angels rely way too much on that and they're dog shit. But, you know, I feel like we take advantage of the goodness that we get from the chiefs and expect the Royals to similarly have that. And that's just not a good expectation to have. Uh, it just right. isn't. And because football and baseball are very, very different sports. Uh, and yeah, I, that's probably, we need to wrap that up. So um, that's it, but we need to move on to America's favorite segment. Drop the ball, drop yes, the ball. I'm going to let you go first because on mine's a little bit of a cop-out. So Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I've talked about this guy before. Um, I can't stand this guy. I've always thought he was crazy overrated as a pitcher. Um, and then he couldn't stop himself from beating a girl up, and now he's pitching in the Korean baseball organization. Sounds like a good dude. Um, he's a great dude. Uh, that's a cool guy. Um, I think the best part about him is that uh, after all the dumb, stupid, dummy stuff, uh, he literally couldn't play in the MLB anymore, so now he's playing in Korea, and he can't even pitch well in Korea. Um, in his second-ever career start in the Nippon Professional Baseball, is that what it's called? NPB, is that what it is? Yeah, the Nippon, uh, Nippon, I don't know how to say it. Oops. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Something like that. Um, six innings. So, I mean, enough to qualify for a quality start, right? Except he gave up 11 hits, seven runs. Six of them were earned. Um, and it took him 103 pitches to get through six innings. Um, oh, and he gave up three home runs. Uh, and this is... Uh, you know a league that doesn't hit a lot of home runs? This is <laughs> this is in Korea. This isn't even the MLB. Um he was getting shelled so hard that a player who was hitting under 100 and has a negative 38 WRC plus had three hits and a home run in that game. Nice. Um, so, one, fuck Trevor Bauer. Two, um, he's always been overrated. He's never been that good of a pitcher. Uh, and three, I think that this purely and utterly and completely confirms the fact that that while he was in the MLB, he was cheating. I mean, it was already 
common it was a common knowledge that he was right like he made videos talking about how he could basically doctor the ball he did all but say i'm doctoring the fucking ball um and then he inexplicably got this contract that was worth way more than what he was and as soon as he gets to the dodgers everybody else on the team also starts to get pitch a little bit better um my big this is a conspiracy this is a conspiracy in my mind it's the only conspiracy i don't believe in baseball conspiracies as much i do have one and it's that the dodgers paid so much for him because they were also paying for the recipe of whatever he was using that was sticky and not getting him caught um anyways uh yeah fuck trevor bauer dude can't even pitch well in the korean baseball league um he's gonna drop the ball because he sucks ass at pitching fuck him couldn't beat the royals Won one Cy Young when he was cheating. Threw the ball over the center field wall at, at Kauffman Stadium because he was pissed off. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Bauer is a, a bitch. bitch. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a bitch. He's a bitch. Uh, yeah, he's a bitch. Anyway, uh, I'll do my drop the ball. Mine's a cop-out because a lot of people have already heard of it. But Kansas City, the Kauffman Stadium, for some reason, <laughs> just – just welcomes all the people that don't know how to say things or are really homophobic or racist, racist or out of touch or uh, yeah, probably too old to be in the profession. Yeah. So whatever like you want to, whatever you want to uh, go. So with. there was the Oakland A's broadcast talking about where they went. Well, they went to Kansas while well, they were in Kansas city, Arthur Bryant's barbecue. Um, and then uh, they called the Negro leagues baseball museum. Another N word. I'll let you, figure it out <laughs> I'll let you guess um, which n-word was said um what the fuck man what yeah. like here's the thing is like if he like he like went through it and was he, pretended like he, gas, he didn't no fucking say, breaks <laughs> pretend like he didn't say anything and here's the thing I don't know if he meant to say it, I'm not about to pretend like I it know could, the dude it could have I'm a- not gonna pretend like I've watched him do a broadcast ever Never right. in my life. But what I will say is if I would have, in quotes, slipped up on something like that, if I would have, one, corrected myself immediately. Yeah. Or, two, made a face and be like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, for, yeah, for that one, for that specific one, the word and or the institution, if I was talking about it and, like, I'd make I even sure. started. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've. I have I am very guilty of starting to mispronounce a word or something like that or like slur my sentences because I speak way too fast and yeah. just like pow just fucking power through it. You know, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just yeah. going to get through the sentence and we'll move on. Um, so like, OK, cool. But in that specific instance, I would have probably stopped mid word and like restated. Yeah. You know, like like. I, it's just, yeah. It doesn't I, make sense to me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do really think that um, as well, if I was saying Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, I'd probably be like, probably need to make sure I say that. need to that. plan this one out. Yeah. Um, this yeah. one seemed a lot less egregious than Tom Brennan. Um, Brenneman? Yeah, Tom Brenneman. Yeah, Brenneman. Whatever. Doesn't deserve. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Tom Brenneman definitely called Kansas a slur. Yeah. Well, and yeah, Um, and and because Tom Brenneman, this was a couple years ago. Castellanos hit one into right field. You know how it is. Yeah. Uh, Good God. Left field. Left left field. Yeah. But yeah, Tom Brenneman was 
throwing around the F slur, joking around with his buddies at work. I'm yeah. like, who says that at work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? This wasn't like behind closed doors. Not saying you should say this. No, I'm not saying no, that. No, but this was like. It's not behind was, closed doors, not behind whatever. Like, this dude knew there was a mic around him at work, had a headset on, <laughs> yeah. and said an F slur. Into the um, thing. I don't care yeah. if he said it off air or anything. He should be fired immediately. And he was. Right, but right. This Glenn Coopier, Glenn Coopier, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, but he has been put on suspension from the Oakland A's yeah. for right now. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that? They're investigating the situation. Slight devil's advocate, you know, per- Bob Perkins, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Bob Kendrick? Bob Kendrick. Um, Where did I get Perkins from? I don't know. Probably the restaurant. No, there's a dude named Bob Perkins. I don't know. Bob Kendrick, president of the, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Yeah. Um, tweeted out. He was like, you know what? I'm all for forgiveness. Yeah. We class act. He's a class Bob Kendrick, dude. dude. But he was like, I he was like, you know, him. like I, I was talking to him. I gave him the tour. You know, like he, he seemed, seemed stupid, excited he to be there, really excited and eager to learn about the history. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like, was it probably a slip up? Yes, I I don't think that this was him just, but saying the N word. It did sound like, but he did kind of say the N word. Um, <laughs> that and it did kind of come out of his mouth like, yeah, I've said this before. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit too friendly. Yeah, to the tongue, you know. So it was like, um, it was just, it was just like, it wasn't to drop the ball and like, like whoa, holy shit. It was more of like a, ooh, gotta be better than that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not allowed to You're do that a professional anymore. Professional broadcaster, gotta be better than that. Not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, yeah. So, so that's your. This is our drop the ball this week. Um, my God, what a, a sexual d- abuser and a racial slur. <laughs> if I had a nickel, where's the laugh track? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, it's a good week to be on drop the ball. We're tired. God damn it, we're tired. Oh, I never say that. Where'd that come from? Anyway. Matthew's getting old. Yeah, it's currently one twenty in the morning. Here we go. I'm in dress rehearsals for a show. Come see a grand night for singing. And I work two jobs. Tickety doo da. Because I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we hate ourselves on drop the ball. <laughs> That's what's up. the ball. We actually hate ourselves. Um, <laughs> we're fine. We don't. You don't got like check in on us. We're, we're, we're good. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe you should check in. Check in on your local drop the ball host. Sometimes need a. We just need a hug. Need a hug. Anyway. Um. If you made it to the end of this, give us a hug. You know. Yeah, we deserve it for staying up this late. Though. Just for you guys. Exactly. This is for you. Say thank you and please and give us money. Bring me okay. the girl. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I just did the Kylo Ren. <laughs> Bring me the girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's what I just said uh, really, really loud into the, really deep into the mic. It's it's late, guys. It's yeah, late. Manic so. as hell. So okay. until next time. Don't drop the ball. <laughs>